minefields, Indy Rathlon Court number 34. Guys, I've got Mr. Happy on my show. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm a little tired, a little tired. That trip on the way back was a little rough, but uh, other than that, I'm good. How about you? I'm great, man. I'm, I'm actually really tired myself, man. I, I, My shoot job, eight hours, and then I usually do about four or five hours a night working on comic books, writing, and recording, so... I usually get a good six Arnold hours of sleep and then right back to it, but I need to get caught up pretty soon, man. So if I if my voice is a little hoarse, I apologize. <clears throat> oh, no worries, no worries. <laughs> now, we've got Mr. Happy from the Albuquerque crew. Now, a lot of you guys listen to the podcast here in Colorado, and you're very familiar with the Albuquerque crew because y'all don't have too many local shows. You do got a good uh, uh, training dojo down there, don't you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Hardway University. Um, we, uh, yeah, we, it's, it's a great group of guys. Like it, it was started out by, um, by the DRC, uh, the death rage cartel. Uh, they, they've been, uh, <laughs> basically putting the whip to us for a couple of years now. And, uh, I mean, I, I could, I could say, I could say that it's been rough, but, uh, uh, they would probably just make it rougher on me when I got back. <laughs> no, I just love the fact that y'all are from Albuquerque because that's where my whole family's from Hatch, New Mexico. We all pretty much in, ended up either in Albuquerque. My dad joined the military, so I've lived all over. I ended up in Albuquerque again uh, back in uh, the year 2000, and actually 2001. And um, there was a lot of awesome things I learned uh, street-wise uh, or just social-wise that – were so important to me and then I moved to Oklahoma and these these farm boys tried to shit all over it like uh, I mentioned before we started recording that um, uh, you always you guys always, you, you Albuquerque crew always like you Jay uh, Bearded Lady you always make the rounds you make sure everyone feels welcome and that in that you're happy to see everyone and that that's a big deal because you didn't just say hi to me and walked away. You shook my hand. We shot the shit. We had to get back to work and that was it. But you, you guys took the time. Afterwards, we talked for like 15 minutes in the parking lot. Like you guys are bringing me tortillas next time because I can't get Albuquerque tortillas here. I moved to I moved to Oklahoma after living in Albuquerque and the, the – the regimen, the social norm, what, what has to happen. I remember I went to a party in the south side, in the southeast side, actually. Like, you know, bars on all the windows, it's fine. It's just you just got to make sure that you, you behave yourself. I walked in this party. I've got pink hair. I've got nail polish on, record scratch, and everyone's looking at me. And I'm and then my buddy Carlos is like, hey, uh, uh, I can't remember her name. I'm going to just say it's Sandra or something generic like that. Uh, we're Sanders friends. Oh, hey, what's up, man? You want to drink this? You want to smoke that? You want to like, hey, let's play. You draw, draw me a tattoo right now, man. And uh, but the thing was, shake hands with everybody, every single person. 
it wasn't like that in Oklahoma, man. It pissed me off. Like uh, y- y'all have this this homegrown mentality, and I really appreciate it. And it's really translating into the locker room here at Colorado Colorado Springs, and even uh, when you guys do any other uh, gigs, man. I appreciate that. Oh man, it's it, as funny as it is. Like uh, like I noticed it because honestly, like uh, I'm an import, man. Like I uh, I was actually born and raised in Illinois, so like. I moved out here probably like my mid teens and, uh, and it was something I noticed immediately. Like, I, I mean, out there, everything was super fast moving, like the hustle, the bustle, everything's going crazy. Nobody has time for anything. But like the first thing I noticed when I got here is like, everybody would throw a nod, a handshake. Like they were real open to everything. Like it, it wasn't what I expected at all. And I mean, it's funny cause I've moved away from here like three times since and I've always moved right back. I just there's something about the pacing, the people, like just the lifestyle here, the speed of it. It's amazing. Now, um, the, the handshake thing is one thing, but the acceptance thing is another. Man, that's one thing I really liked about it was the fact that I showed up at a party where everyone's all fucking hard, hardcore cholo, and I've got pink hair and painted nails. No one called me a faggot. No one fucked with me. No one, none of it, man. And you guys have that. You guys have that vibe, and I'm, I'm just really proud you're on my show, man. I've, I've really respected your wrestling since I, the first time I saw y'all. Uh, uh, I think it was maybe maybe a year and three, four months when I saw you guys show up for Iron Hills back at that bar. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. Oh, those Iron Hills shows, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, y'all accepted us with open arms. I mean, here we come in, like, a full-on freak show. Like, legitimately, like, you look at, like, the old black and white footage, and you see pretty much what we roll around in as a carload. So it's like, I mean, we roll up there, and you guys could have been like, oh, look at this bunch of greenies. Like, who are these cats? Like, but that wasn't how it was at all. It was like, boom, we showed up for the first show at Iron Hills, and there was all kinds of people like, oh, yeah, we're going to work. Oh, people I'd, I'd never even talked to before were like, oh, yeah, let's go over your match. Like, let's let's go back and forth. I was, it was such an accepting thing. So it was like it felt odd to do anything but give that right back. Like, I mean, I've never had, like, a like a poor experience. And it's, it's hilarious to think about, too, because, like, me, myself, like, I have some pretty vicious, like, this is going to sound hilarious, but I have some pretty vicious social anxiety, like, um, even in the locker room still to this day, but, like, to to be able to, like, go back and just have that crew, no matter where you go, like, to be able to, like, walk into a locker room and run into open arms, no matter, like, no matter what, like, I love Colorado for that, so there'd be nothing I would do to ever spit on that, you know, so it's handshakes for every single person in the building, I'm like, I don't care, man. It's just it just it feels wrong to do it another way, you know. The anxiety always takes over me, like the night beforehand. Like I gotta have a drink. I gotta settle down. I gotta wake up. I gotta I gotta calm down. I gotta not think like everyone hates me in the shower. Uh, think of what set list I'm gonna do, and then we get there, and you know the shit is on, but still, it's still it's a creeping feeling, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I 100%. Like, when it comes down to it, I mean, I'm like, there's been points where, like, especially early on, man, where I'd walk up to, like, let's say the back of the curtain, and I'm like, all the way up until that point, I'm like, heart's beating through my chest, I'm sweating through my makeup, I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I don't know, everybody's gonna freak out, they're gonna be like, boo, I'm gonna have them turn their back, whatever, but then, 
at that last second, whenever you kick through the curtain and you get that vibe from the crowd, you get that energy and it just shoves all that down. It's like, nah, you don't have time for none of that business. Like it's time to put it on. It's time to work. When you guys get to do shows in Albuquerque, uh, is there any big difference between Albuquerque shows in Colorado or even the uh, Arizona shows, the Cassock League, or uh, in, in, or even uh, I know you guys used to go to Amarillo a couple of times before COVID hit. Like uh, any anything pros cons, anything that sticks out? Um, well, like it, the 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 one thing that I've seen, I'd say, is that like each little I wouldn't even say little each scratch that. Each uh, each area has like their own particular vibe, their own particular style. So like, I mean, like whereas like, uh, <laughs> all right. So like the call, uh, the CSW show we did, what was it? Gosh, it had to have been almost a year ago now, where we faced off against who was it? The Brother Smith. It was me and the Bearded Lady. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I was there. Yeah, you already know what spot I'm talking about. Yeah. So. <laughs> the thumb and the bum like that one that one flew in Colorado that one flies just fine um in Texas like uh, maybe not so much yeah but uh like I mean it's like they're looking for more hard hitting like you're looking at like people slugging it out like those those big slamming moves and whereas like in Arizona in some Arizona let's say Colorado you can um you can have a little more fun with some of this stuff. Like you can, you can tease your opponents, things like that. Right. And it goes a little easier. Do they, do they care more about storyline here as opposed to actual in-ring action or vice versa? Oh, well, as far as I've seen in Colorado, it's a good mix of both. Like I've seen some places where, um, where they kind of just, it, it kind of seems like they just threw some dice out there and we're like, all right, everybody pick a number, roll this real quick. All right. Where are we at? Right. Those are the matches, and I'm like, that that can be it can be kind of like a kind of rough because you're like, oh man, I'm like, I want a story, I want to, I want to go out there and I want to, I want to run against somebody for a while because I mean, when you're a kid and you see wrestlers, they always battle. It's not just like one and then they never see each other again. Yeah, <laughs> it just like doesn't make sense. You're all, oh, an epic, gigantic battle, and then peace, bro. I'm never wrestling you again. We'll, we'll we'll touch more we'll touch more about where you've wrestled in, uh, later on in the podcast, but we're we're talking a legit character here. I usually hate clowns, but the second I saw you, I knew you were legit. Uh, you you didn't know me from Adam. I mean, you were just like I don't know who this guy is. I'm tired. I'm like you probably just got woken up like to get out of the car five minutes beforehand, and there's some big Mexican dude wanting to shake your hand. Like, hey, we need you over here. Um, we appreciate that, but also at the same time, though, how did you land on the clown? Uh, um, all right, so this one's pretty funny, actually. Um, so the clown isn't necessarily a gimmick. Um, when I was a, <laughs> a little clown, um, no, but uh, I always, I always, do, I, something about the circus always popped me. It was just like, this is crazy. I love it. It's so wild. So. When I was really little, I got like a book on juggling. And so it started there. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to learn how to juggle. And that took forever. Like I I hit myself in the face with all kinds of stuff trying to learn it. Like I was like, I'm dedicated to it. I'm going to get this someday. And then came like balloon animals. So here I am like a 10-year-old all busting out all this weird clown crap. 
and uh, and then I put it away. I was like, oh, all right, cool. I'm gonna get into wrestling. I'm gonna get into like other stuff. And then flash forward a pile of years, and we're sitting there uh, in training, and uh, one one of the guys we train with, Carney Rob, uh, go figure, Carney. Um, he was putting together a group for a battle royal in Texas, and he was like, oh, well, and it was like, well, you know, Jay, him, uh, me, the bearded lady, and they were like, okay, well, well, we should put something together, like a group, and they were like, well, you move like an idiot, so, like, <laughs> maybe the clown thing will work for you, and then they were like, well, with the bearded lady, they were like, well, that's that's kind of a give me. Yeah, and then it just all kind of came together from there. I mean, but it was funny because the mannerisms, the the skill set, all those things were kind of already in the cards, and then it just came about a totally different way. Uh, how old were you when you discovered the insane clown posse? Because it's written all over you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, let's see. That was, I think, right around the time I first moved down here. Um, I was, I, well, when I first got here, I didn't know anybody. So like I spent a lot of time just trying to get the lay of the land, figure out where all the cool places were, you know, basically try not to get in as much trouble as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I found that store Hastings and they didn't have one of those backies. So I was like, all right, Holy dude, what's up here? Shit. I would and I was walking Hastings through. Still be alive. Oh. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I'm just, you just popped a bubble in my head. It, I, I, a part of me died when Hastings went under. Oh yeah, brother, I'm right there with you. I still freak out every time I drive by every building that had anything to do with Hastings. Like if it had a Hastings, or even like there's a another store they started. I see the empty building, and I just start to tear up. I'm all, oh, dude. CDs, oh, the cool European magazines, cheap DVDs, porno movies, books, <laughs> action right? figures, right. all in the same yeah. building. Yeah, it was like totally like the high scale flea market. Like, or if you wanted to get all the good stuff in one place, like the only thing I think it was missing was like, oh no, it had a little food place too and coffee. That's, yeah. See, it was like the perfect spot. It was. But yeah, I was like strolling through there, flipping through the CDs, and uh, I found one of their CDs there. The cover alone did it. I was like, what the heck is this? And uh, it ended up being, I think it was the Riddle Box album. Yeah. And I took it home. And uh, I sat there by myself in my room listening to it, like with my mom and my grandma there. I was like, hang on, hang on, I'm going to go upstairs. I'll talk to you later. And uh, I put it on and I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Like this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. And then, yeah, set the hook. (laughs) The the first thing that I heard of them, I can't remember what it was off of. But it, I think it was one of their like offcut one CDs. It was a double CD. It was like, first off, you look like a richie bitch. I could never love you. Yo, fuck you. <laughs> and I was like, yes, please keep talking. <laughs> oh yeah, please. Yeah, keep I, uh, hmm. I, I've seen them in concert more like more times than anybody else I've ever gone and seen. Like uh, when they uh, they came here for uh, well not here but Crucis for um, a Monday Nitro. No shit. And uh, oh, it was so hilarious because I went with uh, with clown paint on, and we had a, a poster board. It was four poster boards wide. It said ICP on it all huge, and had the big, huge theater masks on either side painted up. Nice. And uh, they saw it when they came out, and then sent somebody up with T-shirts and CDs that hadn't been released yet. No shit. So, that is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. 
I lost my mind. I was like, this has got to be the craziest thing ever. I was like, oh, and I got to watch him wrestle too. Like, hook it up. Yeah, I mean, those guys are legit, man, when it comes to wrestling. They're just like business savvy, man. They, they, you know, if anyone's going to start a beef with someone, might as well be at Eminem, right? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then they get involved with like Vampiro and I mean like – God, I mean, like Vampiro, he's one of my heroes. I, I don't say a lot of people have bad stuff to say about him, but I love the man. Like, uh, did you hear what happened to him? Like, I think he got diagnosed with Alzheimer's or like early stages of Alzheimer's or dementia. Like, like the video was him crying, man. Like him crying in his car. I cried my eyes out watching. I was like waiting to get into work, just smoking a cigarette, you know, trying to calm down before I had to go be in a cube, and. uh seen that happen like that shit on my whole fucking month man oh no doubt oh well uh yeah i remember you know one of their cds even you just hear him going off all crazy right before one of the tracks like and i think he fit their gig like it was perfect i loved watching him on tv it was perfect man i'm just jealous he went to a nitro man i never got to go to a nitro i was always out of the country i mean i grew up in the military and uh well, I mean, like, not out of the country, but, like, when Nitro was going heavy, I was in Alaska, man. <laughs> like, no one was going to Alaska. Um, well, let's, let's talk about – I want to talk more about Albuquerque before because there's a lot we, you, you just yada, yada, yada over. What high school did you go to in Albuquerque? Uh, here, I, when I went, I went to El Dorado. El Dorado? You know that, yeah. You know that Highland is uh, – why uh, Beavis and Butthead went to Highland because Mike Judge is from Albuquerque because it was the worst goddamn school in the fucking city. <laughs> and I uh, I can see Highland from my roof. No shit. Yeah, like that big tall bank building. Yeah, in the like uh, San Mateo and Central. Yeah, the Wells Fargo building. Yep, yep, that's my hood. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome, man. I was going to ask you what part of the city you lived in because I remember, like, that Stark Division, like, when you get too far on Coors, like, you're you're in family land and Chuck E. Cheese and shit, but when you're on the right, on the east side, close to the mountain, it's on. Like, I remember, like, like uh, Tucano's was our date night when we actually had money, <laughs> and we'd go to the Phoenix and getting a lot of trouble. I can't tell you how many times I got kicked out of the Phoenix back in 2001, man. Like yelling, yelling at someone that pushed me in line, getting a fight. Uh, shit, my buddy Carlos was selling GHB. <laughs> yeah, like that was uh, that was a fun time from what I remember. So how's it there now? Man? I mean, like uh, you guys don't get very many shows there, right? Say what? I'm sorry, it broke up. No, no problem. Uh, you guys don't get to do a lot of shows there in Albuquerque, do you? We uh, the the commission is pretty tight here when it comes to it. Um, so we really don't get a whole lot of our own shows here. Um, which is rough. But the good news being is that means we get to show y'all our smiling faces extra, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, uh, it's it's kind of up and down. Um. Like not having shows here, it's it, it's bad because we got to travel a lot. But that traveling is also showing us a lot more as far as how to work with people outside of our comfort zone. So I mean, I can't complain about it. You know, how do they treat you? Is it like a uh, traveling band type thing, where you, like uh, there's like a wrestler or two that you know in every territory that lets you stay on their couch or extra room, 
or are you guys having to like get hotel rooms? How's it working? Do they, do they give you extra because you have to travel so far? Well, 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 well. Like honestly, I think with us being as early on in the career, uh, <laughs> and not to say that like that we're just like, oh yeah, dude, I'll, I'll come work for five dollars or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, because I mean, of course, the travel expenses come up, but like, I think we're a little more flexible with that part of it just because yeah i mean like worst case scenario we can turn and burn we can find somebody to crash with but i mean like getting to be out in front of some of these crowds is is as crazy as it can sound is more important at the end of the day what are, what are, what's the crazier crowd you've gotten into from from what, I, from what i understand the amarillo crowd is fucking nuts they they can be pretty rowdy um to be fair, uh, like me personally, um, when we were running shows here, the home crowd here is insane. Like, <laughs> like, like, are we like talking? I'm real proud to come from a town full of like absolute wrestling nuts when it comes to it. Is it like a, a nice hearty mix of like Mexicanos and uh, Tex-Mex and third generations where you've got the dudes that still believe it's real, the dudes that have pencils to stab you with, and the dudes that are calming other people down? Or Because, man, I would kill to go to an Albuquerque show, man. You tell me when and where, man. I'll be there. Oh, man. If if we could pull off another one here, because like, the last one that, uh, that I know of that we did here – uh, was let's see. Oh my gosh, uh, we did one. There was a, a Vice special for Hobo Hank. Oh shit! Yeah, you were in Vice. Yeah, that was so crazy. Talk about insane, man! I was like, bro, there are way bigger. Like, like, I, and it sounds bad. Like, I'm not trying to just. But uh, I mean, there are way bigger people here than me. I'm like, why are you guys asking me these questions? I'm like, uh. But at the same time, I got to be on Vice, dude. I was stoked. I was like, look, look, that dorky clown right there is me. How'd that even? How'd that even come to happen, man? Like honestly, like I all I remember hearing was, oh yeah, well they're doing a special for Hobo. We're gonna they're gonna put on the show, like. We're going to, I guess, and then it came up, oh, there's a spot for you guys. And we're like, wait, what? Well, like, all of us get to perform in front of our hometown? Like, this is insane, dude. Yes. Like, whatever we got to do, I don't care. Where did they and put then, that on? And uh, then it was. Oh, go ahead. Where did they put that on? It was, oh, gosh, where was it? I want to say, like, Bosque Farms. Damn. Yeah, it was, like, some crazy random barn, too. Like, like. When we pulled up, I was like, there's no way this is going to blow up. Like, this is going to be so weird. And then, like, before the first match, like, there were so many people there already. Like, there was a big old line when we were, like, trying to look around through the curtain. How many people were we talking? Oh, man, I couldn't even tell you. They just kept adding rows. Like, there was, like, people walking out with seats, like, just lining up another row of seats, another row of seats. And I was like, how did this even happen? Like, where are they keep coming from? And then, yeah, I was marking out myself, so I was like, oh, my gosh, dude, oh, there's so many people. Like, it, honestly, if there was four rows of seats, I probably still would have thought a thousand. I'm like, oh, it's the whole barn's full, bro. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome. Well, well give, us a, give us an idea because not a lot of people know what you're talking about. Like, uh, it was obviously the devotion show. Well, I'm sorry, not devotion show, the uh, memorial show. Um, who are we talking about here? Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, so at that show, 
uh, the main event was uh, Hobo Hank versus Thunder. Uh, Thunder had the MK with him. Oh, man, who else was there? That was, it was such a crazy night. I'm still dizzy from it. And it was forever ago now for, for his, as far as it feels. Um, I want to say, gosh, what was it? Mosh Pit Mike and Josh Carey. Uh, gosh. Um, a bunch of us trainees threw down. That was what, like, I had to, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't fun at the time because I had to go up against both, uh, Nine and the Bearded Lady, so, uh, we still gotta work that out, um, <laughs> but, yeah, oh, I got to work with a lot of awesome talent that night, like, I've, I mean, and if I miss, I know I miss so many names and I feel like such a jerk, like, no, that's the a, biggest thing, there's a world I forget win. so many people and I feel so bad. No, you don't forget them. You just get put on the spot, man. I I do the same thing too, man. If if someone wrote out like name your favorite bands, I could name like sixty of them right off the bat as long as I was in a quiet room. But the second someone's like, "So who's there? What were you feeling? Were were were, were you anxious? Were, were, were like, of course you're anxious, asshole. I'm about to be on Vice, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> like tongue starts to swell up. You start yeah. to stutter. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. How, how did that sort of exposure affect your your performance that night? Knowing you were going to be on Vice, Vice is a big deal. You know what it, it is, and um, the craziest thing is, is like I was more worried about um not so much like the Vice aspect of it, but like being out there and and doing everything I could not to embarrass my trainers, not to embarrass the other trainees to make sure I put on a good show for all those fans that came out, like to make sure that, yeah, that I didn't host it for the guys in the back that had to come out afterwards. Like, Oh, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's as silly as it sounds like vice was probably dead last in that man. Like all those, like having to put in all that time with these people, like, I mean, they're family now, man. And it's like, so I'm like going out there and let's see how much family I could let down all at once. You know, it was insane. I was like, that was that was so much more pressure than even ever thinking about being on Vice. How was the footage to watch backwards? Uh, well, to watch watch back on, as opposed to when you watch any footage from like a, a local indie. I mean, like, were you were you more hard on yourself watching that, or was it something you were just relieved was over? Um. Well, I mean, me personally, I hate hearing myself <laughs> recorded. Like, I absolutely hate it. So, sitting there watching myself back in the footage, and then it's like switching back and forth between uh, painted and no painted and whatnot. I was like, oh, 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 I hate this. But uh, at the same time, yeah, I mean, like, the way they film this stuff, like, the way the lighting hit, I don't know if it was the cameras they used, but, like, like I, I made a couple little clips. I'm not gonna lie, that are sitting in my Dropbox, and I'm like, oh yeah, you want to check something cool out? Look at this. Look at this. How did how does your family react to all this? Um, that's uh, that's a fun one. Um, everybody's honestly been really supportive. Like I haven't had a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of uh, oh, this is you're wasting your time. Blah blah blah. Like. They know that it's it's beyond just like chasing a, a a kite string type dream at this point. Like like work's been put in. Like 
sacrifices have been made. So, I mean, they all understand it's real at this point. Tell me and uh, it's, it's not like something that's in passing, you know? Tell me the work you put in, the, the things that really stand out to you that, that you're proud of. Um, well, training wise, like, uh, let's see, I, I just got a Facebook reminder, even if, like it was, I think it was today or yesterday. It was, it's been three years since I like started my first day and, uh, no lie. The training here was rough, like, cause we were training outdoors, like the Albuquerque heat, it's rowdy. And like midday, if you're square underneath that sun and you're doing any kind of drills, if you're landing on that canvas multiple times, if you if you have to lay face first down on it, like yeah. doing any kind of submission, it's vicious, dude. Like it's it's enough to twist somebody up. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I mean, I've seen people cut it and just say, "Nope, it's not for me. It's not for me." And like nothing against them, man, because it can get rowdy. I mean, I've gone home, got sick, been like, oh, I don't know if I could do it again, but gone again. Gone home, gotten sick, played it off like, oh, no, dude, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Skated home and gotten sick. Dude, like, I, I remember being at OzFest uh, bright and early in 2001 when Devil Driver's there, Bleeding Through, Slipknot, Hatebreed, um, Dimmu Borger, original uh, Black Sabbath, and... I remember uh, the first pit I got into was uh, – because you know what? The journal, uh, the side is just that fucking gravel fucking pit, man. And yeah. I remember being in the mosh pit for the entire time for Devil Driver. Like it, it had to have been noon in July. And I I got out of that mosh pit feeling good. But the second I like leveled out, like I threw up like on the side. I just – I just found a quiet place to barf my guts out. Like all my McDonald's was gone from that morning and uh I just kept going because there was there was no stopping. Like it was it was a passion that metal, you know? And I can see what you're yeah. talking about with like what a brutal way to get some training in. Who who's training you? Or who who started or who are your standouts? Um, like trainer wise, all right, so um my my main trainers were uh they were Josh Payne. And Dex from the DRC. Right. And they were the guys, they, I mean, they basically gave me my toolbox. Like, whether or not I drop them on my foot every once in a while or miss swing and hit myself in the eye, uh, that's on me, not them. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, they put it to me for the, the whole time so far. I mean, I couldn't be more thankful. Like, uh, I mean, they'll tell me if, if, if I'm a, a bag of hot garbage or if I did something that was worthwhile. Uh, I mean, their their advice, their their training has been like absolutely priceless. Like they're they're absolute magic. I think they're, I think this 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 push for the school now is a real good thing because I think those guys combined have so much to offer the rest of it. How, how do they give you your uh, your constructive criticism? I mean, is it just brutal? I mean, because. Uh... From what I understand, because I, I do my best to research everything, I want to make sure I talk to everyone on the level the way they want to be talked to. But uh, after there was a show here, uh, God, I want to say two weeks ago, and it was like this hippie pot fest. I didn't pay attention enough to the uh, flyer, and it, there was just hippies there, and no one wanted to watch the fucking show. And I'm just on edge because I I can't stand hippies, man. Like they're I, I was anticipating anyone coming up to me to borrow something at any moment. There's some asshole jumping around with fire, distracting people while while legit guys were doing a match. And my homeboy comes up to me, he's like, "What'd you think of the match?" 
And I had that like brief second, do I butter or do I give him serrated edge? I'm like, work on your super kicks, baby. He's like, shit, you saw that. I'm like, yeah, I did, but I, I was real close. But I imagine that everyone else could have maybe seen that. And he was like, he was, he started beating himself up. I'm like, no, 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 that, that, that's not, not, I'm not telling you to beat yourself up. I'm telling you, just work on your super kicks, baby. <laughs> that That's it. It was still legit. You know, no, no, a layman wouldn't have noticed, but you would have. You would have. Did they beat you up? I mean, like, how'd they do it? Well, no, like, on, well, I mean, honestly, yeah. But, I mean, the honesty was <laughs> was pretty was pretty real in the beginning. I mean, but then again, I mean, when you get into it, you think, oh, man, I can hit the ropes once. That's awesome. And then you go home and you're, like, telling all your friends, oh, I hit the ropes, man. It was so sweet. I can't wait till next week. And, like, the first time you bump, it's the same way. And, like, I mean, how many people have they had to watch do that, you know? So it's like they're all, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So whenever you're done freaking stroking your own self, like, let's get back to it. You can get good at it, mate. What? So, I mean, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't mean. It was just like, bro, we got time for BS. Like, get to it. How, how, how do you prefer to get your constructive criticism? Do you, do, do you prefer like, hey, how was my match? Uh, dude, baby, you shit the bed. <laughs> like, do you prefer that? Or do you prefer like a little bit more of a soft-handed approach? Um, I mean, like, uh, how, how, what's the best way to communicate with Mr. Happy backstage? So, like, and that's funny because it kind of came up at this last show and, like, like no names or nothing, but, like, I got I got love for the dude who came up and told me. He was, like, he came up and he told me something about the match in the back, and I was, like, bro, I was, like, never never hesitate. Like, I'm I'm so young in the business. Like, I, I want to do better. I want to I wanna make, like, my absolute best effort every time I go out there. And, I mean, am I going to host it sometimes because I'm young when – in the business. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like if there's something I can do better and if it's something that like, if you've got experience in the business and you can like, you can tell me and I benefit from it. The people that are running the show benefit from it. The fans benefit from it. Why would I, why would I get salty about it? <laughs> like, I'm like, please, like even like if it, if it comes to you, come to the back and you're like, bro, that was unsafe. Or bro, I just think that looks like hot garbage. Like at least you give me your opinion. Right. As long as you're not like running around telling everybody like everybody else but me. Right. Like give me the benefit of the doubt. Just come to me and tell me once and we'll be square, you know? Yeah, it's just it's a respect thing. Um but obviously yeah. so, so you know, I mean everybody talks noise, like it's like I mean like uh, like let's say on the road. Everybody's all oh, blah 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 blah. But outside of that, man, just like just say it. Just say it, it's cool. I'm like, I ain't gonna get all <laughs> So so you prefer the heavy handed approach? I mean, if that's what it's got to be, yeah. I'm like, I'd much rather hear it just flat out than like six months later, all, bro, I was going to tell you. No. Yeah. Just come talk to me. I'm like, like, like if I'm, if I seem off in the back like, at all, ever, and this goes out to anybody who's ever worked with me, I'm going to, I'm going to say two things. One, I get anxious, like nobody's business. Like I, I smoke a lot to try and knock that social anxiety out. Yeah. But number two, and most importantly, is without my glasses on, I'm not wearing contacts. I can't see past the end of my my arm fully extended. Okay. So if we're walking in the back, like there's a very good possibility you look like a ghost to me, like or like some kind of weird shadow person. 
And uh, <laughs> it's bad. That's why, like, with you, it was easy. I was like, oh, look, you're at the DJ booth. Yeah. What up, bro? Yeah, I know, right? Like, I'm pretty unmistakable, but I, I, I appreciate the, the love you gave. Uh, I, I want to touch on the anxiety again, uh, and not to give you anxiety about it, but you do know that DDP didn't start wrestling until he was 35 years old, right? You know, that was actually one of um, one of my pushing points when it came to training. Is um, when I started, I was I was not necessarily the spring chicken. Um, so when it comes down to it, like I kept joking about it because in the build up to get to wrestling, I started doing like competitive weightlifting. I was like, I got to get into at least some kind of shape, even as long as it's not round. Um, <laughs> it'll be all right. Right. But. Uh, so I did that for a while, and I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. All right, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Well, okay, uh, so I'm not meaning to put you on the spot because this is important, and a lot of people don't understand this. Just because you're on stage and beating the dog shit out of someone doesn't mean that you're not freaking the fuck out the entire time you're doing it. Like, I mean, this is – you don't get into wrestling because – I think it's cool and I want to look big that like those guys get weeded out immediately or they get, you know, they end up as jobbers. I mean, you're, you're, you're Bobby Lashley's that, that just haven't won in forever or they don't know what to do with them. But then there's the guys with passion and it, it reminds me of a, a phrase that someone told me a long time ago was that do what you want to do. But it's going to be scary. But the best part about it is to be scared the whole time you're doing it, because everyone else is going to marvel at it. How how do you send yourself? I mean, like obviously you started lifting weights. You wanted to get bigger. Um, you you've got X amount of like you know you got to have glasses on to see anyone's fucking face. You got to calm yourself down, and, and and thank you for telling me that. Because next time you come, I'm gonna have they have a specific strain here. I don't know if they got it in Burke, but uh, it's called the uh, Bruce Banner. Ah, it's yeah, a, I'm familiar with Banner. <laughs> <laughs> if if you want some Banner or whatever you need, just or whatever you all need, like y'all are my guests when you come here. I'm I'm not the promoter, but y'all are my guests. It's my job to make y'all look good, like. I know I'm fading music or whatever. I got to make sure I hit it the right way at the right time. Um, I tell people all the time, like I'm not in this to make money. Like, uh, like my my money making is like two years away from my goal. I want to be a producer for AEW, but I'm there to make y'all look good. Like, make sure, like, dude, I was so proud when I got your music via email uh, from Randy, and I was like, shit, I have. I've got the circus's music and hardly anyone has this. Like I can bootleg this shit. <laughs> I, I want to make you look good, but my point of the question is, even though I asked too long to ask it, how do you calm yourself down? Um, all right. So that one, uh, that one gets a little easier. Um, so, uh, on the shoot side, uh, when it comes down to like the centering, the makeup helps a lot. Um, like, in, I mean, you can, you can ask, uh, nine, I, I ride, I've rode with him more than anybody else ever, but, uh, right. 
Jason it like um, it doesn't matter if, if we're cutting promos if it's like no matter what it is like there's always it's, there's always that split of work shoot all day with happy but uh, until I get that paint on like once that's on it's over like it just kind of I don't I, I don't have time or a place to be a scared me a worried me an anxious me anymore right because there's people out there like the show must go on as circusy as it sounds, man. Like it, I mean, it, it's really helpful. I mean, it's that whole mask thing, but I mean like whatever it takes, like for me, it's awesome because it gives me that ability to just like snap that chain after all those years, you know, and be like, nah, you know what? There it goes. Like no medication needed, no anything else. I go out there and I focus on what's going on in the ring for however long, be it 10, 15, 20 minutes. That's my world. What do you think my hair is always in my face and I always have my glasses on it, my sunglasses on even at night? That's that's my makeup. I can, yeah, hide, I mean, I can hide my face. You can't see where I'm looking. And if I have that, I'm good. It's different, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... How do you how do you deal with it in day to day life? I mean, like you've got your shoot job. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, you have a family, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You've got. Um, I was creeping on your Facebook. You got a girl. You got you got two kids, don't you? Um. Well, four combined with my uh, the three that I have, and then hers. How, we bring that Brady Bunch action. Yeah. How, how supportive are they? I mean, they, they, they make sure that you, when you get home all beat up, they don't make no noise when you're sleeping until noon or after you got back from fucking Colorado Springs at six in the morning. <laughs> oh, that's about what it was. And you know what the funniest part is? I'll fall down dead. Like I, they could be banging pots and pans right over my head and I probably wouldn't notice. But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lag a baby. Um, like that day after is always like, I, I feel like a like a king. I get pampered. I get I get the the whole treatment. It's it's magic. You know what? Well, you deserve it, man. <laughs> how, how long have you and your girl been together, man? That, that's really good. Like you're ta- you're you're taking on X amount of responsibility. You're working your shoot job nine to five. You're driving to Colorado Springs. You're driving to uh, where's Cactus Phoenix. Um, when we work, let's see the place we're working in Arizona now. It, Phoenix, we went to a lot of, uh, oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Uh, gosh. Oh, where's the Nile Theater? Why am I? Salt Lake? No, no, in Arizona. Um, Scottsdale. Yeah, is that it? Gosh, I am so bad. (laughs) You're obviously never driving. <laughs> yeah, that that's the other part is I'm I'm a better passenger than anything else. I just laugh at the street signs. <laughs> Try to keep people away. What's the uh what's the road trip etiquette like? Who's driving? You, bearded lady, Jay, uh you've got um uh, Justin oh no I'm sorry, God, I'm spacing um, yes. um well it's like for that carload, like if it's uh, let's say me, Jay, the bearded lady and Jesse. Jesse Um it's usually Jay driving, like if we're doing the Colorado one. If we go any further than that, we'll switch off. Um, but I mean, honestly, like on the way back, what you want a half 
clown painted dude driving in your vehicle, <laughs> half sleep deprived. It's not a pretty sitch. Where you guys usually stopping to eat? Waffle House, IHOP. Come on, give it to me because there's a stark division there. Because I'm I'm a Waffle House guy, man. I'm I'm not ritzy. I don't like rich shit. Uh, IHOP is good, but give me give me a Waffle House at two in the morning with some shitty greasy coffee and food I can't taste. <laughs> Oh man, you're getting all you're getting all fancy pants on me already. Talking Waffle House and actually sitting down somewhere. Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, going? like oof, that's oof, that's a weekender right there. That's a, I'm um, a DJ man. I get that's after the club, man. That's the the Waffle House is after the club, and I got money in my pocket because I scored. I I struck out, and even the the two fifty pounds said no. <laughs> Oh man, we're like we're we're uh, we're talking more along the lines of like a Loves or a Maverick or a, uh whatever's on the roller grill. Road <laughs> life is rough. They're gonna find um, your ass passed out in a Loves truck stop shower with some fucking trucker guy jerking off over you, and you don't even know it. <laughs> you know what? That's that's funny because like like there's been some of those trips where. Uh, like, we've had to pass out, just like, all right, dude, so it's a 13-hour road trip. Like, we're going to get halfway and, and have to snooze. But uh, how bizarre it's got to look. Oh, everybody's half still in gear, snoozing in a parking lot when the sun comes up, and everybody's like, oh, I don't know, getting ready for church on a Sunday morning. And uh, there's a bearded lady, a big old, like, leather-faced-looking monster <laughs> in half a clown laying there. mask off. <laughs> Fucking Jay, man. I love that guy, man. <laughs> He's just so fucking tough. <laughs> oh, all right. So I have one. I have one. Here's a, like, and he's going to kill me when he hears this, but <laughs> we were on the road and uh, we had to go to like, oh gosh, we were on the road and uh, we had just passed the gas station. There wasn't another service station for miles. And uh, so he flips a U-turn, right? And there's like four of us, five of us in the truck. But he flips his U in one of those cop-only areas. Yeah. And uh, and when we come out of it, he mashes it right away. But problem being is there was a cop coming right behind us in that same lane. So he pulls us over. And uh, at the time, he was wearing the bearded lady's hat and I think a boa of some kind. <laughs> and so the officer starts walking up to the truck and he gets to about the, the what was it, the, the, the driver's side, right behind the driver's side door when he starts to see the hat, the boa and everything and Jay's face. Um, and he just dead stops. Like he, he stops like one foot off the ground still, hand drops to his side. I don't know if he was grabbing for a gun, a taser, his phone to take a picture. But uh, it then turned into the most uncomfortable situation I've ever been with an officer on the side of the road. And, uh, yeah, the question, the line of questioning was absolutely hilarious. But the look on his face the whole time, looking like a, a very, very scary Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the mental image that's burned in there for the rest of time. Like, if, if nothing else, if I get hit too many times in my head and I can't remember anything, I'm pretty sure that's going to stick. Uh, one time I was uh, – I threw a – a vampire party. I was DJing at this place called the Sidecar in uh, Oklahoma City on uh, North Side, and uh, we had made like the gimmick was it was ten bucks to get in, but it also included all you can drink 
our vampire punch, which was just Everclear and Kool-Aid. <laughs> and um, and uh, I had like two or three of them. We spun the night. I, I, I uh, borrowed a, a dress from uh, the dude, uh, lead singer of my band. His name is Chase, but um, he, uh, he's trans. But he uh, lent me a old school 50s like – plastic dress it was like in checkers black and white and i dyed half my hair white and the other half like extra black and i went as a vampire crew at villa these big feather boas and i'm leaving i got put, putting all my shit in my truck and everyone's like you okay to drive i'm like yeah i'm fine man i'm fine I'm like why do you keep asking this and then i'm like a mile down the street and i'm like i am not okay to drive <laughs> <laughs> and I call my 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 friend Jamie, who lived like maybe a mile and a half away from the club. I'm like, babe, I am pissed fucked, and I need security. And she's like, yeah, just you you can stay here. And um, I'm about to pull in her her apartment complex, and I get pulled over, and uh, two cops pull up. You been drinking? Yes, sir, I have. <laughs> like, but I, I only had a, I only had a couple because I'm the DJ. I can't get too drunk because I'll get fired. And like, look, look at all my like turntables in the front seat. And, and uh, he looks at me. He's like, "Shut the fuck up!" And he walks away. And he goes. I, I see in the rearview mirror. He's talking to another cop, and I hear the word "faggot" a couple of times. And um, he comes up to my door, and he's like. You know, I pulled you over and I'm like, no, sir, I don't. He's like, cause your fucking taillight is out. Where are you headed? I'm like that apartment right there. Like not even 50 feet away. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> I was so close. And, um, he's like, your fucking taillight is out. Get it fixed. And I'm pretty sure I got left off the hook because there were no way they wanted to do the paperwork on this shit and, <laughs> or throw me in lockup with, Dresses vampire Corellaville. I wasn't even wearing underwear, man. Like I, I just said, screw it. I just, I just that would have made for an interesting night in uh, in, in the lockup. Yeah, yeah, I'd still be walking funny. Oklahoma's funny, man. Those guys say fag a lot, but sure, do they like buttholes? <laughs> no, uh, you're in Albuquerque. My favorite comic shop, other than my obvious local here in the Springs. Ah, fuck it. Astro Zombies on Central is the best comic book store on the planet. I like. I, I every time I walk in there, I spend like 150 bucks. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan too. I actually just skated past there today. Oh, Ooh, yeah. I I could just stand outside the window. Even I don't even gotta go in. Like I could just stand there. Looking, oh, look at all the figures, all the books lined up, then go stand and look at the mural on the side of the wall for another 10 minutes. Yeah, just to put in perspective, listeners, Astro Zombies is run by a legit punk rock rocker from the 70s and the 80s. Big dude, bald head. You can be checking out the impulse items are not Snickers bars and a Jolt Cola. They're 25 cent garbage pail kids cards from the 80s. Pins, uh, you can get limited edition McFarland shit. I bought like a the entire run of the Sandman there one time, all wrapped up in in cellophane. Uh, they've got punk rock records, they got metal records, they even have their own zine, which I have found a couple of times at different uh, punk rock um, record stores here in Denver. Uh, the guy's legit. The place is just magical. Every time we walk in, it's like, well, I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right, right. What what comics do you read, or what comics did you used to read? Oh man, let's see, let's see. First one that popped um, in your head. Say what? First one that popped in your head. Uh, Daredevil. Nice. I was a big Daredevil fan. Still am, I guess. Uh, I still have him hanging on my keychain, even. Um, something about a a blind guy that could wreck that much face. Oh, it was amazing. Um, I don't know. I mean, it was like, I mean, granted there's all the other super powered heroes right off the bat, but that one, I was just like, man, all he's got is like basically the equivalent of like radar. He's like, Oh, ping. (laughs) What's up? Or sonar even. But, uh, let's see. Uh, I like all the street level guys, honestly. Like I was always a big fan of, like the ones that didn't have to have superpowers, like, um, like I had a boot cage number one when I was a kid, oh, autographed shit. by the artist. That's like awesome. uh, him, Iron Fist, the Punisher. Uh, let's see, uh, Ghost Rider. That's another one. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess it took a, a wild swing there from street level. But no, that's street level. Those are all Midnight Suns from back in the day, man. The, the mid nineties, like when they did the Midnight Suns. You're talking Morbius. You're talking. Uh, Ghost yeah, Rider, yeah. and then but they were also doing shit like um, John Was it Cage, Hearts of Darkness, Hearts of Darkness, uh, fucking uh, Johnny Kate, uh, Johnny uh, Blaze was just straight up Blaze. Uh, There's a new Ghost Rider. Uh, Daredevil was on fire at the time. Uh, I I know that you're working, man, but I gotta tell you, man, the last. I want to say year and a half of Daredevil has been better than Frank Miller's run when he created Elektra. And the same thing for Ghost Rider. And my buddy that I do the comics podcast with, my best friend, uh, he's like, why do you keep going again, going for Ghost Rider? I'm like, I don't care. I like it. Fuck off. All the uh, like, There's a Cosmic Ghost Rider. A, a Cosmic Ghost Rider right now that – is from the future, and he is actually Frank Castle. Yeah, I I was reading back on that because I lost my mind on it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, But then, like, yeah, he goes and he finds, like, uh, baby Thanos and he tries to raise him, <laughs> yeah. right? Yep. Exactly. That is the, the coolest thing I've heard in forever. Like, I was like, all right, you guys got me again. Like, I'm going to... I'm gonna have to do this. <laughs> I might, I might have an extra issue with that. That might be the payment for bringing me some fucking Albuquerque tortillas because I've definitely have an extra issue. The first appearance of Cosmic Ghost Rider that needs a home. Ooh, ooh, that sounds like a trade. I don't mind that one one bit. Uh, make sure you get the big ones. Uh, not not the little taco ones. I'm talking about the ones, the, the the big taco truck ones, like that you can like you know put your whole fist into. And I'm not talking about your ex girlfriend. I'm talking about a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely, those little ones aren't good for anything. Like you dip those in soup or something. They're just like really big <laughs> chips. Like they just haven't been cooked yet. Where do you guys usually hang out there in Albuquerque, man? I mean, I see bearded ladies skating all the time. Uh, very little street street. Uh, where where you're hanging out on your Facebook, man? Yeah, I mean, with everything being all closed up and whatnot, it makes it rough. I mean, well, before that, to be uh, before, I mean, all right. So before that, like, I really skate 
more than anything. Like, we'd go out as a family and skate. Like, I'd go skate on my own. Um, I mean, just, like, I mean, looking at parts of the city. Like, I mean, one of my favorite places is just skating up and down Knob Hill. All right. I mean, there's so many little local spots. I mean, granted, they tried to put, like, chain places in there, but they're failing little by little. Right. But, uh... Like all, like still being able to cruise by like the little mom and pop shops, the restaurants, like the storefronts that have all the all the painted stuff up top. Um, like I mean, Astro Zombies being one of them it has that huge mural along the side of it. I love it. Um, you go down a little bit further. There's some more spots where the like the the street art is amazing. The Greek like, restaurant, um, the Greek restaurant right across the street from the fucking bookstore. Man, the artwork outside of that is gold. Uh, that's where I want to do that street fight with you guys just to film you guys kicking the shit at each other because i got to get back to Albuquerque and see my family, but might as well hang out with y'all. Uh, there's a um, there's a parking lot right between like these two ramen places uh, right across the street from the campus. There's like a little alley that leads to it, but around the back they have all kinds of like Studio Ghibli art done up on the walls and they have nice. like two tiers of art. So if you want to find somewhere that's got a lot of cool stuff, that would be a killer spot. Did you ever go to that abandoned house off Central? Like it was like one or two blocks off Central. That was a punk rock venue. That the whole top, the the yeah. second floor was like half of it was caved in, and they did shows there like every week. Wasn't that like Stanton House? I, I think so, but I, honestly, like I was really drunk the first time I went there. And it was like a block or two back off of Central, right yeah. by the university. It was all yeah. graffitied up. Like, all graffitied up, and like the the first floor, half the floor was missing. You could sit, dangle your legs, and watch the fucking like uh, the live acts. We went there for Halloween, and I remember I got in a fight beforehand because my friend. We went to the. We were headed to the frontier uh, to eat before we went over there, and I was dressed as the crow, and my friend that was following me. Her dumbass friend was throwing bottle rockets under my truck, and I remember just grabbing him and just kicking the dog shit out of him for doing that as soon as we parked at the at the fucking frontier. And this is Albuquerque because most people don't understand that. Uh, like I just, just stomped him, and then he said he was sorry. We went inside and ate at the same table. <laughs> like, it wasn't a big deal. Like he threw – he disrespected me, and then we went to that show, and it was just – it was magical, man. Like it was, it was legit punk rock. Uh, yeah, that place was something else. I remember that was that was one of the, the first really wild places I saw here. Where I, I walked in and I was like, "Yeah, I'm definitely going to be in trouble if anybody catches me here." <laughs> I remember going to take a piss in the bathroom and there was this fat guy getting a blowjob from this weird black girl there. <laughs> like just, yeah. they were just in the tub. <laughs> like they were just in the tub. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I swear that house was like the closest thing I ever saw to that movie Kids in real life. Like it was, it was tragic. I was I like, thought oh the my same, gosh. I thought the same thing too, man. Like uh, we better leave after the show's over because I definitely don't want it to end up like Kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I'm like, it, I don't want to see it in the light either. That's that was a definite. I was like, nope, no. I'm not sure what's in that corner over there, but I definitely don't want any light shining on it while I'm still around. We were there for <sighs> we were there for Halloween, and the guy that won the 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 guy that won the uh, costume contest was a fat guy. He was just this punk rock fat guy in jorts with a dildo sticking out of his fucking zipper and an afro wig, and it was the coolest thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> That's all it was. He didn't have any makeup on. He just had an afro wig on and a big giant dick hanging out of his fucking zipper. 
That's about uh, that sounds about par for the course with uh, <laughs> when it comes to Albuquerque and Halloween. Well, how do all right? So you guys are going to be here next next month, right? On the fifteenth. Yes. All right. So what do I what do I got to have waiting for you, man? Because we're going to have fresh uh, green chili. Uh, you want some enchiladas? Just uh, like I know you guys got your shoot jobs, but um, if you guys can swing it, I will have. <laughs> Some legit Mexican food waiting for you. Oh, that would be awesome because, yeah, there's there's been very few places where we've gone on the road where it's anything other than like, oh, wow, we get to go to In-N-Out or, wow, we get to go to White Castle. No, no, you're, you're going to get the Joshua Michael treatment, red or green, baby, red or green. Oh, that's – oh, man. It's all about Christmas, baby. Can't be one or the other. All right, both, you greedy motherfucker. All right, so both. Uh, fried egg or not? Say what? Fried egg on top of the red or not? Oh, man. I'm I'm one of the, the non-egg variety. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little too... Uh, I'm a little too pleased for that. No, me and eggs don't get along. I don't know what it is. I just uh All right, so red and green waiting for you. Um just leave early, I'll have it waiting for you and I won't let no one touch it. I'll leave early. Oh that's yeah. Alright, I'll have to set an alarm for the night before. I don't want to mess around. Just wait, Jay. Because I also want to have time for it to settle, too. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, my stomach's all full. And they're like, and introducing Mr. Happy Animal. <laughs> dude, it's just going to add to the show. It's just going to add to the show. It's all about a good gimmick. These op- dude, these fucking Colorado people think that Pueblo chili is better than Hatch chili. And it's hilarious. <laughs> It is hilarious. They they actually think it's better, and uh, I've I've seen Pueblo uh, hardcores eat hatch, and then uh, can't eat it. Too hot. Too flavorful. Can't stand that Albuquerque good good. Well, at least I know how to get some immediate heat if uh, <laughs> if I need to piss off a crowd real quick, right? Well, when you come, they start bagging on their chili. <laughs> Dude, you have to do it. Do it. Because half the dudes backstage are from Pueblo, and they will fucking roast your ass. It'll be awesome. <laughs> it'll it'll be awesome. But yeah, so when you come next, I'll make sure I got some Bruce Banner waiting for you and some of that uh, Hatch. Good, good, nice, nice. What do you got? How do we find you online, man? Oh, oh let's see, let's see. Well, uh, my my Facebook. Is uh, unfortunately my big old huge long shoot name, um, uh, but I will. Uh, let's see. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter are real easy. They're well, I guess kind of easy. Uh, Mister instead of Mister, it's Mister ending in A H. Uh-huh. And on uh-huh. Instagram, it's a period. On Twitter, it's an underscore. I or I may have those backwards. I understand. <laughs> but uh yeah um I, i'll try to be more active on like the twitter and the instagram part but the facebook part of it's really where everything's been landing right now uh let's see i'll probably be trying to contribute anything i can over by hardway U, where i still train 
Right so that's another thing to keep an eye on it. Uh, yeah. If uh, if anything else, I mean, like the bearded lady and nine definitely end up in my pictures and I end up in theirs. So we share a lot of social media fun, like that unfortunate balloon kiss spot. Oh, dude, very, you were on fire. Disturbed. You were on fire. Oh, I can't believe that happened. It was. <laughs> were things awkward on the way home too? <laughs> No, that was, Ugh. dude, dude y'all spot, like, I know that lady was in the spotlight for that one, but y'all carried that match, you and Nine, because uh, you had a solid, like, what, like, five, six minutes before, or, no, no, right away, it was, like, you, you started kicking ass, and then, like, a minute later, uh, you've got Games Master in your corner now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then it was, like, 15 minutes of destruction. You guys got more time than anyone that night, even Guns that won the Hardcore Championship. Y'all had y'all had the spotlight. That that made me so happy that the Albuquerque crew were getting that sort of respect. Randy really does take – well, I got to be careful so people don't think I'm jock riding when it comes to Randy because he's my boy. But he really does take care of everyone that's doing the effort, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like Randy, Randy's been amazing. Like ever since – what? I met him at uh, – what was it? The Iron Hills show? Yeah. Like, he's been nothing but magic. Like, I mean, he hit me up with a, like, he had done a, a gimmick with one of my promo pictures when I went, I think, my second time to Iron Hills to do, like, a deal on the TVs behind the ring. Yeah. Um, and I was like, was that I was like bro, I've been here, like, this is my second time here, and you're already working with me like this? I was like, was that, I'm, I'm blown out of the water. Was that the real disjointed one, black and white, random colors everywhere? Yeah, with like the pulled face and it looked like a glitch on it. Yeah, and it had that weird font. Yeah. You know who designed that? Was that you? It was me, baby. It was me. Yeah, dude, that was wild. I was like, look at that. I was all second time here. I was all jumping around in the truck the whole way. I was all, do you guys see that? Do you guys see that? What's up? That was so nuts. Whoa. That was, that was, uh, he hit me up wanting to do Monster 9, you and Bearded Lady, but I only ended up doing uh, Monster 9 and you. And uh, then that shit with what's-his-name happened and then all that, you know, everything ensued afterwards. But, yeah, that that weird disjointed one with the weird frame and it was all, like, fucked up and weird. That was all me, man. I worked a week on that motherfucker for that guy and we never yeah. used it. <sighs> oh, yeah, I was so stoked, too. I was like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. Yeah, and then, like, and then what happened happened. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's all kinds of change constantly, but I'm just, I mean, like when it comes to it, being able to come back for CSW is amazing. Cause it's like, look, it's all the same people worker wise, like same crowds. Woo. You didn't even know it is. I'm going to dig that out is the graphic for this, this podcast. Yes. That was awesome. Cause I only got to see it that one time and I like totally forgot the last time I saw him. Cause I always wanted to be like, dude, you know, just for uh, just for giggles, bro. If you just want to send me that, so I can keep it, that would be awesome. Well, shit, man, I'll just cut it up and make it into a T-shirt for you, man. Ooh, man, I'm totally plugging myself. All T-shirts, that's great. I wear my own shirt. I don't care. Plug it, man. <laughs> you on, on ProWrestlingTees.com? Say what? You on ProWrestlingTees.com, or are you still just on OnlyFans? Oh no no! They wouldn't take me there either. Oh. Well, who but, have, uh, no, who you have been paying money? As funny to? as it is, um, <laughs> uh, shirt wise and merch wise, uh, me and Jay are actually doing a lot of that um, in house. 
So give me a that shot. way. Oh, go ahead. Give me a shot. All I ask for is credit in terms of designing a t-shirt for you. Uh, I think we could do that. I think we could do that. Just all I want is credit. That's all I want. No money, just credit. Uh, we could do that for sure. Like, cause we're looking at a, a at a at a carnival esque empire of our own, and uh, well, it's gonna happen, yeah. man. You guys got to get to Utah and fuck those guys up at Devotion because that is a great promotion. That's the next stop, man. Oh man, you know, and it's it's wild because like uh, like Manny Lemons, I watched him as I was a trainee here, and uh, I mean he was awesome here, and He's then like I saw guy. them go up. And start up there, and then uh, now with uh, with that whole El, uh, the whole El Snow deal up there, I'm like, wow, dude, yeah. they're just blowing up. They got yes, Vince. I would definitely, I would be stoked. That would be awesome. They got Vince Russo um, there too. Yeah, I saw Russo too. That's oh my gosh! Like, and see, like in the with the wrestling that I watched coming up, like these kind of these kind of things make me pop extra hard because I'm like, dude, all right, like, oh. Oh, like I, you know what? I I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. But I want to say that that Nitro I went to here, and this ties it all together. But that Nitro I went to here to see ICP wrestle. Increases. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, increases. I'm pretty sure Goldberg was digging a hole out in the desert, and he said, "Hey Russo, you're next." Dude, say what you want to say about him, but from what I understand, Brother Smith vouched for him. He's responsible for most of the attitude area. I'm worried that if I met the guy, I would accidentally pull my dick out. I'm I'm still such a wrestling nerd, dude. It's not even fair. Like I, yeah. I could be sitting in the back with somebody, and I'm just sitting there, like looking at the ground. I'm like, I hope you don't think I'm being big headed or anything, dude. I'm like, I seriously, I you could say anything to me, dude. And I'll talk to you for like hours, but like, pardon my freaking nervous stare at the ground. Like, I mean. Uh, what? Like one of the first, like first shows I worked for uh, Destiny, Raven was there, and he hit me oh, dead in the shit. forehead with the kendo stick. You got the just, honor of getting <laughs> hit in the face with a kendo stick by Raven, dude. I just fell down on my face and laid there. Like I was looking at Jay, I was just like, "Bro, please come out here and get me," because I'm laying here nerding out in my head so bad yeah. I can't move. It's like. Like, not to mention the welt on my forehead that's developing quickly into a goose egg. Please help me. <laughs> like in Detroit Rack City, and he's like, it was better than the first time I get to finger a chick. <laughs> I'm all there. I was just like, oh, I don't even want to move. Uh, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it, it's funny because people are all, oh, you're probably over that. No, no, dude, I still get starstruck. I'm like, and I have to get over it real quick because I don't want to be that dude in the back that runs over. Hey, bro, you take a picture with me? You want to take a selfie? What's up? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do the same, man. Because there's a lot of guys I respect, and there's a few I, I definitely pop for. And Albuquerque crew is 100. Uh, percent Just make sure you get her early next time. Let them know. Get off a little early. I'll have shit waiting for you. I mean, I'm talking homemade, red and green. Ooh, yeah, I have no complaints there. I'll make sure I'm cracking that whip early. Get it. I'll have energy drinks, coffee, whatever we got to do. Got to get going. Yes, don't forget my (laughs) Albuquerque tortillas, man, because if I don't, like, I can't eat burritos without them, man. Well, 
I don't think anybody can, man. If you tried to eat a burrito without the tortilla, like it would just go through your fingers, huh? <laughs> Dick. Um, it has been an honor to have you on my show, man. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. And also, uh, we're both going places, but it's one of those feelings when you're talking to someone that's going somewhere too. And it's like, you know, like uh, we'll have one of those backstage photos where it's like Maynard James Keenan and uh, Henry Rollins, like taking a quick, like we're backstage, we're tired after the show and everyone's going to be slaving over it for later and be like, God, this was, this was them. This was backstage, man. And I get the feeling with you guys, man. And I appreciate you. Oh, dude, this has been my pleasure. Like, for real, anytime. Like, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for the next one, man. It's going to be awesome. We'll get there early for sure. We'll hang and bang. It'll be awesome. Hang and bang and bang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we're going to end this podcast. Don't hang up. This is dangerous. Minefields. This transmission is over. <laughs>